Hey everyone, this is Eliza D, and welcome back for another episode of How to Save the Planet, a show where we interview people who have jobs in climate change or environment. Now, let's get started. Today, we have our first two-person interview, not including me. Talking with us today, we have Jeff Davis and Rachel Wett. As for Jeff, the ocean played a significant teacher in his life. Jeff grew up really close to to the water and would go there to play and hang out often. Later, Jeff majored in cultural anthropology. Jeff had the incredible opportunity to spend part of a summer as a research research assistant in the Solomon Islands, along with his professor and a few of his classmates. He says that it was a culminating experience in his studies of cultural anthropology. When he graduated, Jeff moved to Spain and taught English, then moved to Colorado and worked at a ski resort. Jeff's life was lots of fun and full of adventure, but he lacked the depth and purpose and meaning that he was was really seeking. Jeff ended up working at the Ecology Center in his hometown, a nonprofit education center at the time, for four years. Jeff learned and engaged his community in topics of sustainability, gardening, and homesteading. He learned a ton at that job, but then felt called to travel again. He wanted to embody what he had learned at the Ecology Center by putting it into practice. Over the next five years, Jeff traveled to Costa Rica, up and down California, Hawaii, and eventually settled in Washington, where he, everywhere he went, he worked on the land, often in exchange for food and rent. Jeff built real skills for himself that he uses almost every day. Things like how to store rainwater, make compost, start seeds, grow food, use tools, and so much more. In 2019, Jeff founded a nonprofit community organization called the Duval Food Forest, where he lives in Duval, Washington. Today, Jeff's work is making art, running, running the Duval Food Forest, and developing the Highlands Homestead with Amisha Zuber. As for Rachel, Rachel is a community herbalist, gardener, educator, and land steward. She is passionate about about the traditional ways in which people have connected with plants. Rachel incorporates ancestral skills and ancient technology in her plant-based practice. She has a degree in ecology and evolution biology with with an emphasis in plant ecology. Prior to, to, to living in the Pacific Northwest, Rachel studied ethnobotany, horticultural horticulture and ecology in Ghana, Puerto Rico, Colombia, and various places throughout the U.S. Rachel has accumulated her botanical experiences abroad into a niche practice of teaching people how to connect with place and their well-being through gardening, harvesting, and processing food and medicine. Rachel is a professional herbalist at the East-West School of, of Planetary Herbology and en route to, to, to becoming a registered herbalist through the Americas, American Herbalist Guild. Her path as a healer is weaving together the sacred and profane hands on earth connection, seasonal awareness, beauty, and the art of simple living. She lives and stewards the Highlands Homestead in Duval, Washington. Hello and welcome, Rachel and Jeff, to How to Save the, the Planet. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi. Hi. 
So can you tell um, me a little bit about what you all do? Yeah, I can, I can go first with that. Um, so um, Rachel here and I am, um, I founded a business called Wildness Within um, and it is a, um, I, I both teach and make um, plant-based, plant-based re remedies as well as um, education. Um, so I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a local herbalist um, and I teach ancestral skills. Um, that includes primitive skills, bushcraft, survival skills um, to the local community. And, um, and then I also make a lot of medicine and food as medicine with, with different wild plants or cultivated plants. Hmm. Wonderful. How about you, Jeff? Um, well, hello again, and thanks for having me. Um, yes, Jeff, my name's Jeff Davis, and what I do um i take care of the land um i take care of the land that i live on with rachel um and i also take care of a land a piece of land that i lease from the city of duval along with many other people um so i spend a lot of time on the land practicing land stewardship um and then I'm also, I also make art. So that varies on a day to day, but it looks like doing ecological design or painting or writing poetry or drawing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and I, and I cook and eat food. <laughs> grow, grow, cook, <laughs> and eat food. That's what I do. Also. Nice. That sounds like a very good life. <laughs> Can you all describe your lifestyle? Because I know it's um, definitely, you definitely less, admit less carbon emissions than I do. And I want to just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more about how you all walk, tread lighter on the, on the earth. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good way of, of putting it, treading lightly on the earth as, as much as, um, as much as we know how, right, or can do right now with our, our time and um, yeah, the realities. Um, so Jeff and I both live on um, 18 acres of land. Um, we share this land or we're taking care of this land. It's also owned by um, one of our friends. And um, we, we are cultivating about, about like a, an acre or less of it. Um, three, three of the 18 acres is, um, is more open and clear cut and, um, we're building a homestead. So, um, our lifestyle consists of, of simplifying things, um, living in a tiny home, um, living with a compost toilet system, um, and and growing as much of our food as possible um taking what we can as far as um 
meat from local local farmers um, or or local um, wildlife and um, and doing trades there, right? So um, we we try and eat in a way that corresponds to giving back to to the earth um, and in our ways of living. Um, not completely off the grid. I wish, you know, one day we hope to be, um, but working on water, um, water conservation, and um, really right now, integrating as much food and growing food and plants into um, our way of being um, is a huge part of the way we choose to live that also um, is, is hopefully a small, small bit um, of an impact on, on climate change. Yeah. Um, that was well, that was well said. I think the only thing I would add for my lifestyle, if I would describe it, uh, it feels relaxed and it feels like there's a lot of creative freedom and um, feels um, purposeful and growing closer and closer in connection to the earth and my place my place on the earth mm -hmm. yeah that sounds really meaningful i bet you all have gotten to cook lots of good food with all the <laughs> veggies and fruits and other stuff that you grow <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah how does your lifestyle um, and job path intertwine with the climate crisis? Oh, it's so deeply intertwined. Everybody's lifestyle, right? And I think that my lifestyle is, if there was a scale of like, um, I just try to, uh, I've designed a lifestyle in such a way that I'm like, consuming less and having to travel less and um ha owning less things um, um mm -hmm. yeah i guess and that has an impact on the climate um how mm -hmm. our, our level of consumption um so um i focus on being a a creator over a consumer and um and i yeah that feels intertwined with with the climate and a lot of the things happening um yeah the crisis that's happening um yeah so how do we <clears throat> what's damaging maybe is the extractive or consumptive behaviors um, that's causing a lot of harm to the planet. And so how do, what's the opposite of that? Well, it's about being a creator and being givers rather than takers. So mm -hmm. not that answers the question, but that's what comes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Rachel? Do you have anything more to add or? Yeah, I think, um, how does our lifestyle and job um, intertwine with climate crisis? Well, with the climate crisis, well, one thing is um, that's really important to me as far as <clears throat> my, I think my life purpose, my, my most passionate 
um, thing that I'm doing right now it is, is my work in, in teaching and connecting people and plants. Um, and I think that has a huge part of, um, of intermingling with, with climate crisis um, because it, it's getting people of all ages outside and interacting with our natural world um, and understanding that um, the ecological importance of, of things. So um, one, one thing, you know, my background, which we'll, I, I think we'll get into is um, ecology and, and so much of what I say is why what gro grows where? Why what grows where? And um, when people understand why things are growing, where they're growing, that also shows them um, and they can see and feel um, the purpose of, of plants um, in the ecosystem and, and also people, right? And, and um, animals and how we in, intertwine with that. Um, and it, it, there's more and more research being done of how important it is that we have so many trees, so many different ecosystems on this planet to reduce um, the climate temperature, right? Um, to reduce the warming aspect. Um, so I think my job of connecting people to plants is this large, it feeds this larger, um, this larger, uh, what do I wanna say? Um, not like a void, but just this mission of, having people understand how important it is to know your ecosystems, know the environment and the purpose that they serve in helping our planet at large and um, just our, our balance, balancing ecosystems. Yeah. Well, th this seems like, I mean, I don't know many people who like pay such close attention to like our natural world. And I think that it is like really special and like such a gift what got you all interested in this way of being? Um, camping <laughs> as a child. It's like going out and camping and fishing and exploring creeks and sleeping on the beach and surfing and swimming in the ocean and just enjoying and finding pleasure in nature. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, yeah, I can <clears throat> echo echo that and in that um, it was super important to me in my younger development to have access to the natural world and to be encouraged by my family to um, to explore. Um, and I noticed as as I fled the home right or um just left left home my home became well it was down in california it became the redwoods and i felt um just by yeah i just felt um at home and like i could truly be myself when i was in nature mm -hmm. um and and then that just led into this whole um, path of further connecting with nature, like it, whether it was just me alone in the woods or even um, getting my hands in the soil, starting um, further gardening and um, 
yeah, that was something also as a child. Um, I would always mm-hmm. plant the tomatoes with my dad growing up and um, yeah, just interacting with the planet, right? That, that definitely makes you care and want to live differently with it. Yeah, definitely. On a little bit of a different note, could you tell us what degrees you all have and where you went to school? Yes, I, I have a degree in cultural anthropology that I earned while attending University of California in Santa Barbara. Cool. Would be a Bachelor's of Arts. Um, I have a Bachelor of Science in um, Ecology and Evolution Biology um, from UC, so University of California, Santa Cruz. Um, Yeah. I want to add to that that I feel like I've learned so much. I don't, it's hard to say that I learned more, but I definitely learned a whole lot just by um, working on a farm hmm. and a homestead and like yeah there's so many ways to learn yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely and I was like thinking about like my future and I'm like well I, I like want like school is super important but also like travel and like life experience are really important and yes. so yeah just having those the balance and yeah, both. What does climate justice mean to you all and your work? <laughs> um, so uh, when I first heard climate justice, I had to, I had to look it up. Like what, what is climate justice, right? This is, this is a new, new word for, for me. And, um, it's interesting, right? It's like, I'm like living in this network, um, of people, um, that talk very often about climate change and, um, are, are working in different fields around it. Um, but climate justice, I was like, Oh, okay. What, what is that? Okay. So it's, we're now bringing in, um, it's not just about the environment, right? And then having it be about the ethics, um, like our society and in politics, right? Bringing in these two other um, realms into um, this bigger, bigger issue, right? Um, and so when I think about climate justice and then I think about my work, how, how am I... Right. I don't really work politically. <laughs> um, I, if anything, I'm more grassroots. Um, so Literally. how, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, I, what am I doing as far as ethics go for, for our society? Um, how, how does my teaching or my lifestyle um, play into the ethics around climate justice. Like, how, what am I offering or exposing people to to help them um, further gain an understanding or change change their their ways of being? Right, because I think so much um, of climate justice is um, 
right? Capitalism or, you know, our, our, the political aspects of, um, of our society that is, you know, arguing whether or not they're like the science is, is, is true. Um, so I guess, um, going back into the grassroots of it is, I, what comes up is the first thing I teach it when I take people out into the woods and that is ethical harvesting, right? Um, climate justice, like how can we, like how can we as humans um, understand the ethics, the ethics of our relationship to this planet mm-hmm. um, that, it, that feels just, right? So how, how do, how are we, um, taking and also giving, um, in ways in our life, in, in society that, um, that feels just to, to us as humans. And then also the, the world, the, the earth that we walk on, um, mm-hmm. might be a little bit roundabout, but does that, does that mm-hmm. make sense at all? Okay. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, the ethics and the plants and the people all just kind of intertwine. Yes, yes. And and just knowing, like, how do we ethically harvest and how do we ethically, you know, give back? And that, I think, is such a big part of this, well, of justice. And then let's add climate to it of, of, um, of these different, different ways to contribute to cooling our planet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only question, Eliza. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm curious what you would say. Well, um, I don't know. I think that like you know it's important to bring like people of color and those underserved communities um and historically like and like even now um discriminated against communities into the picture right and so like i think when i think like climate justice i kind of think like how climate change is like disproportionately affecting um people of color and indigenous and black and brown folks and just like how like we need them to help i don't know we can't solve the like climate crisis but make a big difference and they get like you said rachel cool our our earth so that's what i think of when i think of climate justice mm-hmm. on a little bit of i guess a different note um what advice or recommendations could you give to folks who want to live a little bit of a greener lifestyle? Hmm. Um, I think a good, yeah, advice since you asked, I think a great gateway is growing food. Um, and that can be, and that could be as simple as getting a, a container, anything lying around, filling it with soil and putting in a little baby tomato plant. And seeing how many tomatoes you can 
grow and how well you can enjoy them and like how beautiful you can make this tomato plant grow just grow a garden yeah be my advice and see what happens yeah how about you rachel um yeah who want to live a greener lifestyle um my advice actually would be um to go out I, right um to to make the time in in your life um whether you're in the city or in the country um to to go outside and to find it could even be a city bench by a tree um and to to just sit and listen um and and really connect to some living being that is <laughs> not human um and and to really to really just slow down right slow down and um and observe and observe what what what's happening in nature what's happening in the natural world what's happening by a tree um that's so different and um and i feel like there's so much wisdom in in the plants in in how things are growing um that that they will tell you um how to live greener right hmm. yeah definitely there's a <laughs> lot of wisdom in the in those words <laughs> and um, what hopeful thoughts could you give to our listeners around making a difference in this climate crisis? I think uh, I'm very hopeful and what gives me hope is the magic of nature. Um, and uh, so that's my hope. I don't, where am I going with that? Encouragement and hopeful thoughts. Um, nature works. Nature is perfect. Nature is healing. Nature is uh, beautiful. This is the model. And this is, um, yeah, this is the model for how to live and how to be. And you've probably seen a bumper sticker that says we are nature. And um, it's true so yeah just look at mm -hmm. nature all in love and there's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I feel like my um, hopeful thoughts or encouragement is kind of also that recommendation um, for living a greener lifestyle um, but further furthermore is um i think the encouragement i i would give folks is that we can't do everything right and it's like oh that's not very encouraging <laughs> um but we can't we can't do everything but we're drawn to different different aspects of of this world and we're drawn to different ways of of giving back um and i really do believe that 
all of us want to give and have something to give and um and that we're all truly stewards of this land um in in how we go about our lives we can all we can all tend to to this planet in different ways and um whether that is just walking to work or whether that's becoming really passionate about recycling um whether that's finding a hobby in compost or um going out into the woods and picking up trash you know there's these different things that we are all drawn to um and i know us as humans are all um we all seek purpose and and we all like it feels good to give right what mm-hmm. uh, and and then and when we find these little ways to just give back to the earth we'll find that the earth too will give to us i mean the earth has already given to us so much um, but when yeah. we intentionally give um these gifts even that is to sit next to a tree right that is a gift to that tree just to give it that one um like um bit of attention or even gratitude right so um giving a a word of gratitude um is something that does make a difference to to the planet um and and changes our way of being and i think that's ultimately what needs to take place in order for for us to make a difference in climate in climate in this climate crisis right um mm-hmm. is to to kind of wake up give a little bit and just be more aware of 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 our gifts right when we when we have our gifts then um we can give and receive in return yeah 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 that's yeah i don't know that's great <laughs> i have no words that is you just said it all that's amazing rachel and jeff mm-hmm. thank you so much jeff and rachel for coming on to how to save the planet i really appreciate it i think it was wonderful talking with you yeah thank you so much for the great great questions mm-hmm. yes yeah Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of How to Save the Planet. See you next time.